The following is a Breaks Media podcast. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Extra Regular Podcast. I am Justice Brooks. I'm Kyla, and we are back for another episode of the Extra Podcast, where we talk all <laughs> things life and invite you into our conversations as best friends. We um, share some of our life experiences and be the support we all need on this journey called life. You can find us on all social media at the Extra Regular. That is at T H E E X T R A R E G U L A R. That is on the Twitter and on the Instagram. Right now, our website is under construction, but if you want to send us an email, you can send that to extraregularpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is extraregularpodcast at gmail.com. So that's it for the intro. We will be right back. All right, and we are back. So it's been a while since we've had one of our candid culture sessions. So today we are having a candid culture session. Um, as always, you got best friend O in the building. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> and George. That's what you got yourself last time. So, yep. Last time. You've been on here once. I was on here? Oh, boy. Yep. Was that true? Maybe. <laughs> when was this? I don't remember when it was, but you've been on here. Right? Am no, I tripping? You tripping. I think. Am I tripping? I know Trav has been on here. Trav George has been on here once. Nah, George was supposed to be on here, but he didn't come he, to did the housewarming. I got, yeah, I got extreme. That was the same weekend, the same pads. And I got extremely oh. drunk. Was I drunk? Because I thought he was here. I, I may have been. I'm just glad my presence was felt <laughs> while in my absence. So, that was good. Well, um, we got George in the building for the first time. Back at it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, this week uh, it's just going to be a candid conversation. And you know how that goes. We just um, get a good group of people together and we talk. So, uh, but before we get started, um, what's up section? Anybody got something that they want to get off their chest or they want to talk about real quick? I'm getting blank faces. Nah. Nah. Well, I'm going to tell y'all a story about my phone. (laughs) So... I have this job where shit gets shipped, okay? And in that job, I'm a supervisor, so we were struggling. So I said, let me help out. So, yeah. This don't sound like it. (laughs) So, you know, I had my things in my pocket, not prepared to help, but I'm a team player. So I went to check my phone on break, and it was not in my pocket anymore. I pinged my phone, and it was in a different town in Kansas on a train. <laughs> the next day, it was in Freight Chicago. Train. Damn. <laughs> hey, your phone was kicking it. Yeah. Road trip. Then, it ended up in Illinois, or Rhode, Island. Rhode Island. So, that was Cyber Monday. I got my phone back yesterday. <laughs> Oh, hold up. All right, so I'm just about to ask. Is that your phone that got shipped? Yeah, I'm holding on to it. Your phone went more places than I've been. Okay, I ain't even ever been to Rhode Island. So, the moral of the story is, if you see people struggling, just let them struggle. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's it. That's all. Yeah, that was a funny story. It was. She texted me that. I was like, wait, what? That's something that happens in a movie. Like, it doesn't happen in real life, except for in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So. Maybe we should go to Rhode Island. No. No? Mm-hmm. But your phone been there. It can tell us where to go. Yeah. Let me tell you something. So what city in Rhode even... Island did your phone go to? I don't even know. It started with a W. 
I don't even know any cities in Rhode Island. I don't either. I don't even know the capital. I'm about to say the same thing. I'm not the guy to. I'm not the expert on Rhode Island either, so. They got a college up there, University of Rhode Island. I'm they sure the Rams. They the Rams. Can, you can put university in front or behind any state. I'm pretty sure it's one of those. That's probably a true state. It, it is, is a true state. <laughs> That's probably a true state. Okay, so, I mean, I don't have anything to talk about. Well, yes, I do. So, this morning, like, I woke up at my regular time like I do in time during the week. I woke up at 6 because that's the time my body wakes up. And I was like, ooh, I want to watch some cartoons. It ain't no Saturday morning cartoons no more. Like, are you saying, like, in general or the ones that we used to watch? Like, I mean, in generally, I couldn't find any good cartoon to watch. Like, it was all infomercials and, like, Save the children and paid programming. There wasn't any cartoons. So, what was what were y'all favorite cartoons to watch Ooh, as a kid? I got a bunch of them. Recess, mm-hmm. Pepper Ann, mm-hmm. Doug. Uh, what else? Well, we uh, saying cartoons in general or Saturday morning specific? I mean, just anything at this point because there was nothing. <laughs> I mean, Rugrats. Ooh, talk yeah. about it. Hey Arnold. Yeah. Shit, I used to watch the Wild Thornberries low key. Yeah. That was a weird cartoon. The really Wild Thornberries. Like the Wild Thornberries. Then you had the Proud Family. Mm-hmm. We finally had a black family, but they only came on on weekends on Disney. Remember when Disney had like <laughs> Disney weekends? Yeah. Yep. And that was the only time they came on. Proud Family, yep. But, um, Captain Planet. Do you remember Captain, Captain Planet? That's what I used to watch on Saturday mornings. Captain Planet. See, my Saturday mornings was the Animaniacs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Animaniacs. Um, what else came on? Um, Tiny Toons. Tiny Toons. I wrote down. Duck Tiny Tales. Toons. Duck Tales. Yes. But this was your joint. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? I used that. I used to watch all the little cartoons. Yeah, but I just... And I put it on Twitter, and it seems like I'm not the only one who's recognized that, but... It's been a long time. Since cartoons came out, because everybody watch it on their tablet, or the kids mm. watch it on their tablet. What's that? That's true. I didn't think about that. I guess, well, times have changed, but damn it, I want to watch them on, on Saturday mornings. Like, I don't have cable, so, like, put that stuff back on regular TV and let regular people watch it. You think, uh... So what do the kids watch then? YouTube. Oh, yeah. yeah. They watch. They watch people on YouTube do. They do watch people. Right. They watch toy people. Toy review. They watch toy kids review. play with toy reviews. Be popping. That's, that's true. They do watch kids play with toys. You know. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah. So I just noticed that. I think that was it. Was different. Um. But yeah. So we're going to go ahead and move right into the topic for for the show um so if you all listened or watched my wellness wednesday last week um i talked about how i've been depressed and that had something to do with i had three people pass in four months like that shit just it it gets to you um and the one that got to me the most was someone that was re- like close to my age. He was like one year younger than me. And um, it made me start thinking about life in general and why we do the things that we do. Or why don't we start to pursue some of the desires and some of the dreams that we have. So this week on our candid cultivation that is going to be the topic why do we do so many things that we don't like anybody society society would you care to elaborate Uh, i think that a lot of times well i'll say this i think a lot of times with society they they kind of paint a picture for you of what a template of what you need to do things are so like you need to go to college, get this degree, get this nine to five in your field, and then get inside of some company and work your way up. Now, times have slowly started to change 
to where people are venturing out and kind of doing what they have more passion for, I feel like, mm -hmm. uh, with the entrepreneurial movement. But at the same time, I still think that picture is painted as what it is to, like, grow up and become an adult in America is go to college, get a job, work your way up in a business, start your family, and then keep it from there. But that might not be for everybody. But that's definitely what we're taught. As this is what you need to do to be successful in the long run. You got something to say? You shaking your head. They need to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we talking about you know what kind of dictates our path and the paths we take. Or why? Yeah, why do you when you when this is supposed to be a place where you can do whatever it is that you like. Why don't we do those things? Right. Uh, mainly external forces. Like a lot of the stuff we do is, I mean, ultimately we have control of what we do, but, you know, external forces that tell you this, that, and the third. Maybe it, maybe it's your mom, maybe it's your cousin, uh, somebody that's influential in your life telling you, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that or not giving you the encouragement that you're looking for to, go out and pursue some of these things so a lot of the time most of the people I know that you know have these big dreams they also have somebody in their corner that they trust telling them nah that's not smart to do it so I think that's probably the main thing is the people that's close to you your loved ones your friends whoever it is uh, somewhat kind of hold you back from your your ultimate goal and your ultimate dreams Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Um, I will say fear plays a part. Um, just not knowing what to expect or what the outcome may be. Um, lack of material, lack of resource, lack of time, lack of money, lack. <laughs> That's what I think. I think all of you all, like, those are all factors in what what plays a, a part in that. I wrote down, like uh, O said, we're trained to do um, kind of what society trains us to, to do. Like you said, to go to college, get that nine to five in your field and then just work um, and not really pursue your dreams. Or like George said, you don't have people who are pushing you to pursue your dreams. And just like Carla said, um, those resources and things Aren't, they're not they're not necessarily there but you're not taught how to get them and I think specifically uh, in the in the black community you know there are a plethora of resources out there but a lot of the times we don't know where they are or who to go get them from or who can help us find them and you know then we we give up on our dreams or we have somebody um, negative in our corner saying well I tried that shit and it didn't work so it ain't gonna work for you either. Um, but yeah, anybody want to add anything else to that? Do you think that sometimes, uh, I guess, the amount of what you're trying to do can dictate it? So, for example, I know a lot of people have big goals and ambitions, mm -hmm. but I feel like a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times in the black community, we're not always willing to collaborate as well. Mm -hmm. So sometimes your ambitions weigh more than what you can do you know what I'm saying, from a mental standpoint, to be able to take on a lot? Do you ever think that people, I guess, don't don't cross down a path of doing what they want to do because they might not be fully capable themselves and aren't willing to open up to work with other people? Yes. I would say I think that's where, um, I guess, constructive criticism or the ability to take that like some mm -hmm. people can't so if I'm giving you advice or saying what I think would help you get to where you want to go sometimes people take that as um I guess as negatively they think it's negative and then that kind of discourages them to even try to continue I think and listening to you talk the first thing that popped in my head was pride and I think that's something that a lot of us, you know, a lot of us struggle with. Um, we don't like to ask for help. Um, so we don't think anybody wants to help us. And that that plays a huge, a huge part in that. Um, 
and we don't collaborate a lot. I see it starting to like as we've been in this podcast um, industry. I guess um, I've I've seen it. I've seen it grow. The collaborations grow a lot more, but it is difficult to ask for help and. If you don't know what you need help with either, then you kind of screwed. <laughs> I think it's difficult because a lot of times people, I feel like we think that something is expected from us. So mm-hmm. um, we don't ask because I guess it's like somebody can throw that in your face. So it goes back to mm-hmm. pride or... Um, I lost my train of thought. It's okay. But that, I think that's a huge thing. Or what What do you want out of it? Like, why are you offering me help? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you expect to get out of it? So we don't know how to receive help for things that we need help with. Yeah. I mean, I think people got... I think it's kind of twofold. So one, I think uh, trust plays a key factor. Uh, with, with when it comes to collaborations, so like for example, George got the paid full shirt on, mm-hmm. uh, and clearly Cameron couldn't be trusted right. throughout the whole movie. But but you know what I'm saying. But he could. But Ace Boogie was collabing with everybody. Right. He was opening up to collab with everybody, and they end up crashing and burning. So you got the trust factor, and that's my struggle. Like even where I work now, you know, it's times to where I definitely need help, mm-hmm. but I don't trust a lot of people to do it. To do it correctly and then to do it on time. So instead, I'll overwork myself because at the end of the day, I know that I'll be able to do it. But you can't maintain that for too long. So a lot of a lot of times, I feel like people go out in the business for themselves or they go out to chase their dream that they love. But with them being the only driving force behind them, eventually the wheels stop turning. And then what happens is, you instead of going and drive, you start going in reverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean. It's kind of a part, like, do you feel like, like, do you feel like you ever just sit back and just tell somebody about your ambitions and what you want to do business-wise, goal-wise, things of that nature? Like, a lot of times, everybody don't even talk to their friends like, man, I've been thinking about this, I've been thinking about that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's the first, that could be the first step because you never know. Somebody you real cool with that you know you can trust might be like, I've been thinking about that same exact thing and... Val, you got a partner right there that you could potentially establish something with. I think another another piece to the going into the trash areas. Another thing we have to do is understand that individuals like if I if I collab with Ofi, saying we don't know each other now, it's just a random person. I'm collabing with Ofi. I also got to understand that he not, he might not he might not necessarily respect the brand that I built the same way I do because essentially this is my baby, this is my child. They're not going to care for it the same way. But at the same time, we have to understand that, you know, one one person can't do everything. Mm-hmm. That's why you have different positions in, within a company and d- people have different responsibilities within that company. So at some point in time, if you're growing a business or a brand, you're going to need other people within the house to, you know, keep the books in order and everything. So I think the trust piece and understanding that nobody's going to care for your thing like some like like you, essentially. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to understand that when you get into business. So you're talking about like building a network of people or building, like you said, a, a little family of people to to help you. Um, and trust that that is important in any relationship, whether it's a friend, friendship, a relationship, an intimate relationship, or a business ship. Um, that's a very good point. That's a that's a very good point. So, what personally, what are some things that y'all would like to do? And we've been talking a lot about like careers and things like that. But it may be something as simple as, you know what, I've been wanting to try this little restaurant, but I never went. Like, what is stopping you from doing some of the things that make you happy? Like, 
Why? What haven't you went to that restaurant? Is it because you didn't want to go alone? Um, is it because you don't know how to budget and you don't, you can't afford to go? Like, what are some things that you that you have wanted to do but haven't? <laughs> well, one of the things for me would be. It's certain places I want to travel mm-hmm. before it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. So, the main piece for me is money. And I done got to the point where if I need to go somewhere by myself, I will. I'm not really caring about having somebody there with me no more. Uh, but now, at this point in, in life, it's about money and time. As far as like getting off of work and all of that stuff. So. So, why don't we make time to do those things? Because like sometimes you can't. Like, you just can't. Um, you have other commitments that depend on mm-hmm. your current commitment. So, for, like, work. If you don't go to work, then how bills going to get paid? So, you have to do that. And you get home, you're tired. Then you go to sleep. It's like, where can I add that in? So, I think time, lack of time... And lack of money is, <laughs> I think those are the main things for a lot of people's reasoning for not doing something that they want to do. Yeah, I definitely don't disagree. I I mean, honestly, I think my biggest thing now is just establishing a, a known hobby. So, for example, when I was young, you know, I played an instrument all the way up into college, different things like that that were, that were already set in stone in my life as something outside of the normal that I did. I don't, I think time come into play. I mean, as much as I need to find something, because that's like your getaway, something that you like, know you enjoy in and out. Time is a, is a, is a big key. I just don't feel like I got time. I mean, you work in a lot of hours, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Projects do this and that. And then when you're not for real, you just want to go to sleep. You want to be able to relax, but I mean, just finding different activities, I think, uh, music wise more sports wise different things is probably the biggest thing that I want that I have been able to do I think also too going introduce yourself oh my bad <laughs> and come closer <laughs> <laughs> alright I'm James alright Kyla's husband um just going off of <laughs> Just going off what George said, too, um, as far as, like, traveling or something like that, I think a lot of times, too, not having somebody to go with, I mean, you get to a point where you're like, you know, whatever. <laughs> not me specifically, but in general. Um, you know, people also have that fear of, you know, going somewhere by myself also, or I don't want to go somewhere by myself. They they make it up in their mind where they come to the thought of, I'm going to do it, I'm going to go, but then when they go, they're like, oh. I'm not gonna have anybody to do anything with, or mm-hmm. what happens if something happens to me. I don't, you know, I don't want to. I don't have anybody to trust. Who am I? Who's gonna be there to help me do whatever? I mean, so that could also be another, another reason as to why people just decide to hold off on something, or they decide hey, I want to travel, but then you think about something else. You're like, ah, well, I really want to do this too here, or get something. For instance, you know, get a new TV, get a new speaker system for your car, whatever, anything like that. And they choose that over traveling because that's a safer bet. Mm-hmm. So, just I guess that's familiarity. I'm gonna say oversaturation of things. So, for instance, um, with podcasts, there's millions of podcasts. Or I don't know. Let's say you're an artist, you like to paint, or you're a singer, rapper, whatever the case may be. You think about how many other people are already doing that, and you're like, well, what, how am I gonna stand out? What's different about me? And then I think you discourage yourself in that and you just be like, no, I'm just, I'm just going to fall back. I think that stops a lot of people. Lack of confidence in your own abilities Mm -hmm. and yourself. I like to always tell people, like people are lazy. If everybody got the choice to be lazy, you going to, you would be lazy. I promise you. So (laughs) convenience, Mm -hmm. I think is a big key. Like some things are just sometimes not convenient. Like, it's convenient for me to get off work, go go to the crib, sit on the couch and watch football, mm-hmm. and be like, all right, I'm going to go to sleep just so I can get up early and do it all over again tomorrow. So, I mean, I think sometimes people go through, uh, they don't want to inconvenience themselves to do something that they really 
want to do. Like they 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 good with going with the typical, the status quo, the set the set schedule, this this and that, because it's convenient for them. Mm-hmm. It's what they know. They know it like the back of their hand, and then they know that they know exactly what they getting out of it every time they do it. I think two things that you just said that I didn't know how long you were going to talk, so I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. Um, routine and risks. So we get really comfortable in, you know, getting up, going to work, coming home, getting up, going to work, coming home. Um, and it's the safe bet. Like, we know that I can get up, go to work, and I can come back home. And taking a chance to pursue a dream or to travel to wherever that is scary because you're you're entering into a realm of something that you don't have a clue about and it's risky because it's something that you you've never done before and I think that plays right into what Kyla said about fear it's scary and you know there's no it's scary but there's no growth without stepping out and doing things like that And I think that even if, and I think people are afraid to fail, and that's that's myself included, um, and that stops us from from doing that. But even in failure, there are lessons in failure. So, um, you know, we're selling ourselves short a lot of the times when we're not taking a chance to, to pursue something that may potentially make you happier than you've ever been. Like, for instance, um... In 2016, I had realized that I hadn't been out of Kansas City in like seven years. And I took some time. I saved my time. I saved my money. And I made time for myself. And I went to a different city almost every month. Um, When I say a different city, I may have visited some a couple of times. But I got out of Kansas City um, at least once a month. And I I went to California. And I went to a music festival by myself. That, to this day, is one of the best experiences I've ever had. And that was scary. I didn't know nobody at this festival. It was thousands and thousands of people there. But, you know, I'm I'm glad I did it. I wish I would do stuff like that more. Um, but like I said, time and money play a big, big, big factor in a lot of those things. So... I guess a lot of this ties into, like, I wrote down survival when I was thinking about it. Um, If we pursue these things, so if we quit our job and we pursue our dream job, there's always a factor. You know, again, failure, but we'll be letting ourselves down and we'll be letting other people down. So do you think, do you all think that um, survival to, I guess, essentially stay alive <laughs> has something to do why people don't pursue these things. Uh, definitely. So, uh, <clears throat> if I just go off of my situation, financially, at this point in my life, I'm probably, I'm pretty sure, not pretty sure, but I do make more money than my parents do on their own. So, and then also being the oldest sibling, of you know basically five other kids and kind of being like the basically the point man of you know a new generation uh, got you know my little brothers and sisters looking at me as far as like okay well he went to college so I, I at least got to do x y and z in order for you know to be up to par or for you know as far as inspiration inspiration goes for them and I guess uh, just something for them to you know aim towards mm-hmm. all of that kind of plays in my head when it comes to the things I do decisions I make uh, opportunities I have and you know could I could I could I find opportunities for them too are they able to follow? their dreams while not being overshadowed by the, by the things I do. You know, that's some of the things I think about on the daily, but definitely with the survival piece, I need, in my mind, I need all of them to be able to take care of themselves before <laughs> I could be like, <laughs> mm-hmm. all right, I'm good, I could do my thing. Makes sense. So. Anybody else? Yeah, I think 
So I think it's I think it's something it's a it's a sense of comfort knowing that you got something guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of the just of like when it comes to like going to work every day and establishing that that set schedule is you know that for example I was talking to this old head at the job and he been there like 30 years and the first thing he said was well you know one thing I know on the 15th and the last day of the month that check gonna hit the back no matter what that check always gonna be there so it's something about knowing you got that guarantee um coming in that that provides comfort and I mean that's one thing everybody look for in life is comfort I know one thing for me and I mean, it's kind of a struggle with my family is that I got a very different family. Like our backgrounds are kind of all over the place, everybody. Uh, but we all are very similar at times. So it's kind of expectations. Like right now in my family, I'm expected to be the person out there thriving career wise, making moves within a company, making being a breadwinner of a, but essentially my family and essentially of my generation. So at times you stick to the status quo. You don't want to jump out and do something that you're not sure can go wrong because you have an expectation that's understood that you always figure out a way to do it right. So I think that a lot of people try to live up to expectations and set set for them. And sometimes that's that person's brand and other people's lives. So they try to make sure they live up to that. But if you step outside of if you step outside of that, sometimes you leave the the door open for you to not meet the level of expectation, quote unquote, that some people might have for you. Okay, um, well, y'all went into my next question. Do other people's opinions play a factor in, <laughs> in what you do? So, like, so you all have talked about your familial expectations, but what about, like, your friends? Um, do you consider what they'll think of you if you start pursuing these things? Um, or if your job or whatever, um, if they... You know, do you all care about what they think if you try to pursue your dreams or do what makes you live your best life, as the kids say these days? I think people's opinions is what pay the bills for real, though. I mean, ultimately, you could be the hardest working person ever and somebody's opinion is going to dictate if you get that next promotion, if you get that raise, uh, if you're on your own, doing your own type of business somebody else's opinion of you and or your business, your service is really what gets you paid. So, I mean, it's something you definitely have to take into consideration. Uh, I think the problem is, is if you take an opinion into consideration that withholds you, that withholds you from doing something that, that you enjoy, that's where the line gets fuzzy. But I mean, as far as no matter if you're doing something that you love every day, or if you just going to work, somebody opinion matter, because ultimately that's, Money, money basically comes from people' opinion, people's opinion of you. That's like your your response was totally different than what I was thinking, but that's a good point. Um, I think for me personally, I a lot of things that I really want to do, I don't share that information because I don't want um, unsolicited questions or opinions. So I. I get started with what I'm doing and then I share because at that point I'm already confident enough in what I'm doing to proceed regardless of what whoever has to say. Um, And then I think kind of basing opinions off of being careful what I share on social media. So um, Mm -hmm. I think that plays a huge part as well. And I think a lot of times we compare ourselves to other people our age and what they have and what we don't have. And we fail to realize that they're not sharing everything. So the struggles and the tears and all the bloodshed, they don't share that. They just share the success. So I think for me, I just, I'm very careful of what I share. That's true. And even though I trust people, it's just something I have to do for myself. Because, like, justice could say something or any of y'all could say something. And you may not think that, you know, it's negative or it'll have... um, a play on what I'm doing, but I can take it a different way and be like, "Well, damn, I thought this Especially was a good since idea." Especially I'm shady, right? Oh, Eternal <laughs> 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 beef. Yeah, so I think it's just important to to limit what you share in the beginning stages um, to avoid 
I guess, internal conflict with yourself on what you want to do. James? No, I mean, I really agree with both of those, and especially with what I was saying. When you think about um, if you're already in a job and you, you're letting yourself shine, obviously you go to work, you do what you got to do. You want to apply for a promotion or, you know, working hard to get a promotion, but because whoever's in charge didn't like something about you, whatever, mm-hmm. and they find any little small way to use that against you. I mean, that, and you know for a fact, hey, I'm the best person for this job, but you don't get it. They give it to somebody different. I mean, that's going to make you say, okay, well, what happened? What did I do? Is it something I said, whatever? And you'll go back and you'll think about that and you go, okay, you know, I need to, I'm going to fall back a little bit as far as what I say. I'm going to continue that same work ethic, but maybe it's something that I did or said to this person or around somebody that their opinion is now forcing them to, to use that against me. So now I'm I'm sitting here stuck in the same spot when I know that I'm the best person for this job or, or whatever. And that's, that's where the internal conflict comes with yourself. Like, am I really this good? Or are they, are they lying to me when they tell me this? Or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. just one of those things that, I mean, you kind of have to deal with and kind of judge what's going on. And kind of like Kyla said as well, you don't want to say or do something too soon because or it's one of those things, don't don't count your eggs before they hatch or whatever, but it's one of those things that anything could happen and you could be shoe-in for something and then something happens and now you back questioning whether or not you're good enough to do something or what. I mean, it's, it's a lot of stuff that can happen and I agree, it's just one of those, essentially keep your mouth shut until you start doing it then just let others in. Kind of helps with all that. Okay. So I want to take us away from the thought of jobs and starting our own businesses. So um, if it's just like, I'm trying to think of something that I want to do that. So like I wanted, I wanted to go to Thailand, right? So I am going to Thailand. I'm going in March, but it took me a second to to do that because when I knew my parents didn't want me to go alone. Like, no, you're not finna get on no plane and go to Thailand by yourself. Um, two, um, I'm like, what do people think if I'm traveling alone? Like, traveling alone in the U.S. is different from traveling alone internationally. Um, you have that... Um, but, you know, ultimately, you know, I am going, I am going with the group. So nobody try to steal me because there will be people looking for me. But um, so are there things like that, that you, that you all want to do, but there's something from stopping you from doing like for also like the podcast that laid on the table for two years before we got started. And that just took a simple push from Kyla being like, stop talking about it and do it. And, you know, here we are. So is there anything like that that you all want to do that um, you're not doing or you're not actively and intentionally planning to do? (laughs) Well, um, I don't... Before I considered relocating... um, Wait, what was the question again? Like, what, what do you want me to say? What What is it that you mean? <laughs> Outside of jobs, careers, and businesses, what right. are some things that you want to do that you are not actively trying to do and why? Got it. So, relocating, and I did not because family. So, um, I'm the only child. I have a pretty small family. Um, and, like, my mom, my grandma... Basically, I need to be where they are. Um, I tried to get them to go with me, but they didn't. <laughs> so that's a huge thing for me, just not being able to get in my car and drive 20 minutes to be mm-hmm. able to see them. So family has been a huge thing for me, and I think that will always be a thing for me, um, just because that's that's my family. That's a huge thing for you. They're my people. <laughs> like, no, seriously. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I just wouldn't be comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think I think long term. So, like, my grandma is sick. 
Um, she has stage four cancer, and my mom, she's not sick, but anything could happen, and I would feel bad just thinking long term if anything if were to happen. Be here to them, in twenty minutes, right? And I weren't able to get there. That would sit with me for a long time. So mm-hmm. that's what's stopping me from relocating. Like that's hella real because it that is. actually was my problem. So when I was graduating from college, uh, I had some offers that were a little distance from the Midwest, you know, Atlanta, offering Texas. And then I had an interview in Cali. And in my mind, the first thing I thought about was my family. And I was like, my mama don't want me to move that far away. <laughs> and, it's, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to make this box. So basically, mm-hmm. if it's within this time range from St. Louis, then I'll live there. And I kind of still operate like that. Like, it's times where people always talk about Going to Texas. It's job opportunities for days in Texas. Or Georgia sent me something to say, Born moving headquarters to Texas. <laughs> and we'd be like, dang, Born going to Texas. And I'd be like, oh, I ain't going to Texas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that that's 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 hella real. And I think sometimes that comes to play, especially with like size of family and stuff. Because we not real. Like, my mother's family is big. But like when you get down to like mine's, I mean, you got me... My two sisters, my mother, my father, and then I'm the youngest too, so mm-hmm. I'm the youngest, the only boy, so my mama kind of has a longing uh, opinion <laughs> about the moves I make, and I take them uh, into consideration probably a lot more than I should. I love your mother. She's great. She is the homie. She is. OG Pop. <laughs> <laughs> else? No? You don't want to share? Uh, I don't too much have anything lingering on the table. There's nothing that you just like want to do. So what is something that you want to do that you haven't done? The only thing I can think of is go to Tokyo. Okay. That and possibly I I flirted with the idea of uh, moving to Dubai. Hmm. You got money. As a as a money grab. (laughs) As a what? As a money grab. Oh. Grab some money real quick and come back. That you said is a money gram, and I was gonna ask you to explain. (laughs) Please explain (laughs) what what that means. So those are probably the two things on the table right now that I haven't done that I've thought about before. So, so as far as moving to or not moving to Tokyo, visiting Tokyo, um, have you priced what it would be like to visit? I priced it a couple times. Okay. And and started some. did you start a fund, a Tokyo fund? No, I ain't started a fund, but I started some some text messages with some folks. And that, don't be getting scammed that, that, trying to go to Tokyo. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about with friends. Like, oh yeah, we should go. It's gonna be like three thousand dollars. Is that another? No reply. Cricket, 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 cricket. A lot of people have removed themselves from their text thread. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of those are two things on the table right now. Okay. What about you, James? Nothing I can think about. I mean, I want to travel. I always want to travel. Um, I don't have any one place in particular right now. Mm-hmm. I do know it's abroad. Okay. And it's just one of those things where, kind of going back to what Kyla said earlier, it, it goes back to, right, a couple more people said it also, just the time off of work. And not only that, but planning it around every other thing that you're responsible for. Mm-hmm paying bills, whatever. Mm-hmm. And just the miscellaneous stuff that comes up is obviously if something happens and you got this phone going, but that's more important. I mean you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to, to, to handle what you gotta handle. But it's something that I want to be more serious about as far as planning and actually following through with with going because I do like to travel. Where so I was asking these leading questions because this is our um, this is our last episode for the year, um, and I know last year we kind of talked about our commitments that we're going to make to ourselves next year. Not resolutions, but commitments. So, are there some um, commitments that you all want to go into next year with? Um, yeah, anybody? <laughs> I'm gonna make a commitment to myself as far as being uh, uh-oh. Um, just being more, I guess, good to myself. And when I say something, actually following all the way through with it, and not 
not having this grand spur of the moment thought and say, oh, this sounds real good or whatever, mm-hmm. and then just fall off the table. For example, with working out and getting better shape, I say that all the time and just eating better, but you know, I'll do well for a couple of weeks and then it's real done. And then mm-hmm. I don't know what, what the hell happened. I'm mm-hmm. like, what happened? It's doing so well. So that's one thing just as far as the follow through with, with these things that I have to be better and I want to be better. It's just thinking, you know, big picture down the road, you know, starting a family. I don't want to be out of shape and can't do nothing with my kids right. or whatever. <laughs> just like, Talk about it. Just one thing like, I mean, it's, and it's an overall, overall feel better thing for me as well. Mm-hmm. Like when I was going to the gym, eating better. I mean, it's just an overall feeling. You just feel better. Not, not even necessarily seeing the results that you want to see, but you know you're making progress because you start to feel better. Right. And you make better decisions, so. That's very true. That's very true. 90% of working out is mental. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what about you, fellas? I got a couple things. All right, I'm going to commit to not working as much at work. Yes. Because I work way too much. Like, today I sent a text out. At 10 a.m. on a Saturday, and people was like, "Oh, bro, you ain't at work," and that's a problem. <laughs> you did text me back really early. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's a that's a problem though. So, so that's one thing. Uh, I could act like I'm gonna go work out, but I'm not. So we can <laughs> we can move on towards that. Uh, the but biggest you do be- your recreational sports. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then I I fry some pork chops when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, the biggest thing. So one thing. Uh, me and Trial, the roommate, was discussing was uh, trying to take a trip every every two months. So that's we're gonna go to Dallas. We're gonna go to Dallas. We're gonna go to Dallas. Okay. We're gonna go to Dallas. Y'all got me on tape again. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to Dallas. This is the second time on the record. But definitely, like going taking a trip every other month because there's no reason why we don't. Uh, I realized I didn't even think it was weird until I thought about it. But like between my childhood and like. My, like, senior year of college, I had never been on a plane. Like, between, like, the age of 10 all the way until 2013, I had never been on a plane. I had never went nowhere. My family always drove places, and really the only place we went was Alabama and Clarksville, Tennessee. So, we wasn't out here making moves. I've never been to Cali just to be to Cali. I went to Cali for work. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So, what I'm trying to do is travel more. And one thing I want to do, I keep telling myself I'm going to take piano lessons. Mm-hmm. What's up? Bro, you ain't you ain't about it. He could get you in the booth, man. You ain't about it. Because I'm next Zaytoven. I've been talking <laughs> But I've been saying I'm going to take piano lessons. Wait. I bought a piano, a little beginner's piano book. I don't even know where it's you at. You got a piano to practice on? Uh, Trial the roommate has a keyboard. Oh, okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because so, that's important. You know, so I can read sheet music, you know, right. obviously. But right. but outside of that, that's uh, I'm taking L's. Right now, That's when it okay. comes to uh, to becoming oh the pianist, I can teach you the basics. Hey, look, talk about it. We all yeah, I can teach you the basics. Can you give me some water? I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, some of the things I want to work on, I want to just work on. Uh, well, I guess let me give you the background. So, all right. The background is, for like the last year and a half, for some reason, I don't know where this thought came from, I've had the, uh, like the underlining like, thought that something's going to happen when I turn 30, and I need to be prepared for it. Okay. Now, that's something, I don't know what it is. Mm Mm-hmm. So I've been having thoughts like piano lessons, singing lessons, improv. So you finna be like, a superstar. No, nah, I ain't say all that. <laughs> I'm just saying I need to, I've been wanting to indulge in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And just, I guess it go back to the whole, like doing stuff without other pe- people's mm-hmm. opinion. So I've just been trying different stuff. Like anything I like, I've been trying. And no Good. matter what it is, I try it out. It's like, yeah. like, uh. One of the things I'm big on right now is streaming. Like, so playing mm-hmm. a game mm-hmm. and streaming. It took me a second. Stuff. I got it. Yep. <laughs> so doing that, and I've kind of doubled down on it, which, you know, I don't, I mean, Ophie's seen it. Like, I built like a $2,000 computer and all types of crazy stuff. So, like, 
I've really been doubling down. Can on you look it. at the storage on my computer and fix it? Uh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I could troubleshoot. I could click some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can make it happen. We can go there and YouTube something. Right click properties. <laughs> but just like, oh no, I've been having this urge that I need to get ready for something. So okay, I'm, I'm, I need to get into some classes for everything. I'm not mad at that. Good for you. Thank you. That's awesome. Ain't thirty coming. It's on the That's way. It, it is. It's on the way. Just wait on it. Yep. It's on the way. <laughs> Kyla, um, I don't have anything, anything like no piano lessons or. <laughs> you don't want to join a choir? No. No. <laughs> but on my birthday, I did make an ode to myself. Mm. You know, I had twenty nine different things because I'm twenty nine, y'all. Twenty nine different things that I wanted to focus on, and they're very like specific to me so not like um you know going on a vacation but so one i have on here is take your own advice mm. um mm. i think i give some amazing advice but when you it do. comes to myself i don't really i don't really follow through with it mm -hmm. um be easy on yourself. Rome was not built in a day. That's one that I have. Mm -hmm. I have high expectations for myself and expect myself to hit point A through Z immediately. And I understand that there's a process for that. And let me find one more. Let me find out. Shout out to Uncle Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Let go of the should mindset. So... Mm. Again, I'm a shoulder. I feel like I should have these things done by a certain time. I should do this. I should go there. So let go of that mentality and just understand where I am in and embrace it. So those are the type of things or commitments that I have for myself. Yeah, self-commitment. Going into the 2019. The 9-9-2000. <laughs> 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 Uh, for me, um, I told myself I would like to start taking voice acting classes. Mm. So um, that's one thing that I've actually started looking into. I personally, I try to start my commitments before the new year. So by the time the new year run or comes up, it's already starting to become a habit. So um, one of the things was to, like I said, start voice acting classes. Um, I committed to getting a therapist, and I've started that. Um, get back in the gym. I've definitely started that. But my commitment to myself now is to eat correctly because I don't care how much you're in the gym. If you've not eaten right, you know, the results are not as great as they could be. And I know that. So that's something else that I that I wanted to commit to. And also, same as last year, um, a stronger softness and um, learning to be more open-minded and understanding people a little better. That's it. Anybody got anything else? Did you answer? Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all around. For me, it's one of those things. I am 30. I think I'm the only one here that is 30. But I mean, seriously, it's one of those things that kind of like George was saying, uh, he wants to be prepared for 30. I mean, you felt has that feeling something's going to happen. Something good is going to come your way. I mean, and it could come from you, you know, trying out these different things, streaming or whatever. Somebody could, anybody could see that and reach out to you and, you know, you in a whole new realm of whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things that the older I get, the more and more I think about. I don't. I can't play the short game, so to speak. Just big picture here. So sacrifice now, reward later. And it's one of those things that mm -hmm. when I talked about earlier about the the getting in better shape and eating better and whatever. That's that's obviously a, a long play. And kind of like you said, the hardest thing is and getting back right mm -hmm. with yourself is the follow through with it. I mean, it should sound good. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that, but. You have to, have you gotta to do it. With it. Just, <laughs> yeah, you gotta do it. Nothing is gonna work until you just do it. Um, Shout out to Nike. Are they paying you for this episode? Right. <laughs> they should be. Right. I mean, Nike, if you're listening. Uh. <laughs> right. 
the girl. But I, I have a I have a real good support system. I mean, starting one with Kyla, she's always pushing me. She's always asking me, "What are you doing about this? How? What are you going to do about this? Do you have goals in mind? How are you going to reach those goals?" So it's it's always in a way that is never pushy and rude, but it's like, "Hey, what are we going to do here?" And I know that what I decide, she's got my back with it, and not just her, but my family. And I mean, they're they're all very supportive, and that makes things a whole heck of a lot easier when you're trying to do. And so that, and it's all, all of that, that's when it comes back to me with following through with whatever it is. So, I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing for me going forward is the follow through. I like that. <laughs> Great response. All right. Does anybody have anything else before we get out of here? I had a question. Okay. I don't know how to ask it, though. Just try it. Well, I've tried writing it multiple times. I see. Fell. <laughs> um, okay. So, have any of you ever been forced into a situation or forced into a situation where you... Hold on. <laughs> Y'all can talk amongst yourselves. I mean, we're done. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, so forced into a situation that basically was against others' opinions, and how did you manage that situation? So, for example, um, well, I just, for example, I lost my job in August, so that wasn't my plan to be like, oh, I'm just gonna be jobless for three months, but I was. So that taught me a lot of different life lessons. And then um, I was still able to maintain all of my bills and do what I wanted to do. So I think that situation for me showed me that all of these fears that I had of not maintaining finances or um, I guess not having that that crutch of a paycheck mm-hmm. um, and still being able to, to live my life with my best life. <laughs> um, that showed me a lot of things. Like, it made me think a lot more about what it was that stopping me from doing a lot of things. And that's probably where this ode to Kyla came from. <laughs> so, have any of Is you it ever a been... poem? No. Oh. Have any of you ever been in a situation like that where the unforeseen happened and you had to get through it? And what did you get from it? Man. I mean, outside of... I guess my only time really was... Well, I got, I mean, so work-wise, I think work always happens at my job. uh, Some people sometimes got the saying that if they feel like you're a hard worker, they're going to work you harder. Yeah, man. So I think that when I came in, uh, basically I was pushed from where I started or what I was supposed to be doing to take on some stuff that people a couple levels above me are typically supposed to be in control of and it was miserable for like the first six months because it was a lot going on i didn't really know what was going on i didn't have all the answers things like that i think that i grew it forced me to work harder uh, it definitely grew a sense of accountability that i probably didn't have at the time uh so i definitely like carry a big accountability thing with me now as i go and i just tried to find the good out of it so for example, it was a high-priority project, but it helped me when it came to promotion time, things of that nature, because typically the higher-priority stuff in business is what people going to know you for right. uh, and things of that nature. So, I mean, it was a risk, but it was a risk that I wasn't given the opportunity to take. It was just like, hey, you going to do this? Really, they presented they it like... They told you. Well, so first they said, this is what we thinking. But I think people usually, when people typically come to people and say, this is what we're thinking in a corporate sense, and it's somebody that's like your boss, supervisor, whatever, people typically just go with it. I was mm-hmm. like, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> like, I said it just like that, too. I believe I was you. like, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> and then they was like, oh, this ain't really optional. Yeah. And I was like, oh, why you presented like it was an option? And next thing you know, that was my life. But that was probably the biggest, uh, the biggest one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh that I made work outside of that becoming an engineer was was not exactly my decision George didn't talk about that all the, all the time George was like I want to go to Rolla I was like I don't even know where that is <laughs> and next thing you know I'm like hey bro I'm going to Rolla and he was like bro you don't even know where it's at <laughs> I was like I'm going down there in a couple weeks 
That was a really good question. I'm trying to... The thing that comes to mind, and it's it's sort of like that. So when my grandfather passed, and my grandfather, I've never called him that. My papa, trying to be proper for y'all. When my papa <laughs> passed in um, June, um, there were some things that he left me, right? So I never, I never been in the mindset of like owning a house and paying a mortgage and paying property tax and fixing shit up and getting letters from like I don't know I live in an apartment like I've never never thought about that so for me like not only did I have to deal with him dying like now I have to you know even though it is a gift it, it is a gift to me and I'm very very grateful um, it's a lot of stuff that I didn't know about that I absolutely have to learn about or they're going to take that away so, like, if I don't pay these property taxes or if I don't fix, you know, what the city is telling me to fix, that's my childhood home. So, you know, I don't want to let that go. And, um, but it's still hard to, like, go over there. I have to be in that house. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's difficult, but I have to do it. So, that's the only thing that I can kind of relate to your question. Nope. Let's talk about a uh, situation where you're kind of forced in. Yeah. yeah like an <laughs> unforeseen circumstance or situation That's that it. you were placed in that is, I guess, goes against what we've been talking about. So it goes against somebody else's opinion or yeah. forces you oh. to. So my situation has nothing to do with that. But that was the only thing that I could <laughs> No, but it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was just going to be about how my first job out of college lied to me and said I was going to be an engineer. Then I got there and everybody that worked there was like, oh, they lied to you too, huh? Oh. Hmm. That's what mine was going to be. We got you out that bed, though. We got you out that bed. Now I'm in beautiful Kansas City. My man said, I got to go. I said, let me see what I can do. Was that in, where was, what city was it in? It was in uh, Burns Harbor, Indiana. Burns Harbor? You don't want to go there. That doesn't sound like a pleasant place. Is that, that's not where you're from. No, I'm from the greatest city in the world. Oh, Kansas City, okay. St. Louis, Missouri. (laughs) So in that situation, did you ever plan on moving to Kansas City? It wasn't really the plan. Right, so it was a better opportunity. Hmm. So in I that situation, given. like what what were your thoughts? Like, I'm about to move out of who? Whatever it's Burns Harbor. Yeah, Burns Harbor, So I'm about to move from there to Kansas City. Do you have family in Kansas City? No. So how was that thought process where you did was it like a definite I'm going to Kansas City or did you have to kind of go back and forth it was more so of a definite I gotta go (laughs) (laughs) I gotta get up out of here right now (laughs) (laughs) like it was just a a overwhelming feeling of uh, it's like when you you in the weekend right Mm-hmm. And then, you know, your Saturday is on point, you cool, you chilling. Then you get to Sunday and then every hour leading closer to Monday <laughs> and you just dreading it. Every second you get closer to Monday, you like, dang, I gotta go back to that place. It's just mm-hmm. uh it's not a beautiful situation to be in. And then uh, and then of course the stuff I was working around, you talking about slabs of urn going over your head and cranes and Basically, malted lava, like what? all types of crazy stuff. I, I got, I got, I got pictures and videos for y'all <laughs> after this episode. You know? What was so, it? Yeah. What was the job? It was a so I was a supervisor for uh, electrical maintenance. Okay. Electrical maintenance workers. Okay. Then the situation just wasn't the best. In Burns Harbor, Indiana. Burns Harbor, Indiana. But we out here though. So yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. That has been the end of our episode. Um, Merry holidays and happy new year. Uh, We will see you all in 2019 ready to go with these commitments in motion. Um, I am Justice Brooks. 
I'm O. James. I'm George. I'm Kyla. <laughs> What's up? This is like a beginning of like a, <laughs> like a talk show. Or something. My name is George. Say no to drugs. <laughs> And this has been the Extra Regular Podcast. Again, you can follow us on all social media at the Extra Regular. That is at T-H-E-E-X-T-R-A-R-E-G-U-L-A-R. That's on the Twitter and on the Instagram. You can also send us an email to extraregularpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to give us that five-star rating and leave a comment. We thank you all so much. We will see y'all next year. Bye. Deuces.